Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cold Film Review. I am your host, Cody Everett. This week we are talking about the adventures in babysitting, starring Elizabeth Shue. It had a $7 million budget. It made a crap more than that. A crap more. A crap <laughs> Old man more. crap more. It's actually a scientific terminology. It is a crap more, which is, <laughs> that's, I mean, 28 that's million a, that, That's a unit more. of measurement? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. crap more. Yeah. If you so make a shit ton it, that, more, it's like a hundred million. Hold oh, on you're now. so yeah. right. Is it is it the adventures in babysitting or just adventures in babysitting? I think it's the adventures. You no, know, it's in adventures in babysitting. It's just adventures. It's in just babysitting? adventures. Yeah. Well, with that being said, let's start the show. Let's do it. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother. Listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, so we're talking about Adventures in Babysitting this week. It's a 1987 cult classic. Uh, this was my first time seeing this movie. I don't know if it was anybody else's in the room. No. 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 Speaking of who else is in the room, though, let's get into that. Uh, right now, we have the proprietor of a blog that nobody reads. Yep. <laughs> That's me. I already know it's me. It's me. Surprise. It's well, me. I've had hey. the blog the whole yeah, time. You didn't uh, know because nobody reads it. Hey. It's called Friendly Neighborhood Filmmaking. I'm the only person who's going to plug that right tonight. The other person who will plug it will get it wrong. He is <laughs> Michael Salustio. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank he, you for that beautiful introduction, Cody. He is not the president, but he is the vice president of acquisitions. <laughs> acquisitions. 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 I make a lot of accusations. No, he does. <laughs> but yeah. you don't That's make, my you, job. You don't make yeah. them all, though, because you're just the yeah. vice president. He's just I'm the actually vice a lawyer. <laughs> of, no. of, of midnight releasing and brain damaged films. He is Chris Wilmer. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening. Not only is he the sound engineer of the number one cult film podcast <laughs> in this room, but he is the owner-operator of Bluefield Audio. You can find him at bluefieldaudio at gmail.com. He is Kyle Smith. Don't, don't send any messages there. I don't remember the password. <laughs> Lots of dick pics. <laughs> Lots. Just Actually, send. you know, send away, because, like I said, I don't know the password, and I'm not going to find it. Yeah, so That's all right. I who mean, has it... to eventually end up and go and clean all that shit out? Like, I'm, I'm hoping it's some like some well, dude some, that works for G- Gmail. Like, like somebody just going through geek emails squad, that are inactive. Some dude for Geek Squad. Geek Squad. <laughs> geek squad. <laughs> all right, guys, so we're... Anyhow, here. hi, I'm Kyle. You never finished my oh. intro. <laughs> it's, I, I thought I did. Yeah. Ah, we'll yeah. listen back to it. We'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> long after we can re-record it. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> so we're talking about Adventures in Babysitting, uh, 1987 film. This is Mike's pick. Mick, Mike, Mick? Mick. Mick, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick's Mick. in the studio tonight. Yeah. Mick, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Jesus. <laughs> it's, this is how this show's starting out. It's already starting out <laughs> as a classic. I love it already. It's starting out as a classic. Because it's so adventurous, so we're feeling adventurous. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're being very adventurous. You're tugging on a bottle of MD-2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going right. on there? Mad dogs being Don't ever around. say I'm not hard. This is 13% alcohol. Yeah. We, went, we explained the alcohol content earlier in the day where yeah. it could be more than that because of how... The uh, bottle shaped. No, <laughs> how companies label things. It's whatever. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Mike, you picked this film, and I got to ask you why. This is my first time seeing it, but I got to ask you why you picked this film, because um, this is a very, yeah, I would say, female-friendly film. It is, but also, uh, also male-friendly. No, like, no, 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 I'd no, say, I mean, say it's all gender-neutral. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, marketed saying, towards it, it females. Markets, no, I would we say that. Babysitting? How many fucking people did you babysit, and guys? How, and how many times <laughs> were you babysitted for? I was. I now was that's as well. true. I can relate to the So the I can relate on to you. On that aspect. Someone yeah, like uh, Greg? Chad? See, Chris, it's adventures <laughs> in babysitting on Brad. both parties' Chad, adventures. Chris. I knew it was a really There's white dude's name. one name corrected there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I remember this film from uh, my youth. Uh, I was seven when it came oh, out. It just got deep. No, like it wasn't like a big film in my life, but someone reminded me of it, and they said, "Hey, you should probably think about doing that." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, that that sounds like a great film to do." Yeah, it is. It's a very popular film. I feel like it still holds a place in somebody's hearts. I've heard pray tell that like Disney Channel tried to do some kind of weird they, series I think or something. They, are they have a in remake. development, right? Yeah, now. yeah, hmm. they're doing stuff about it. This is one of those films that now that everything's turning thirty years old. Yeah. Yep. 
like everybody's trying to do that retro. I was actually yeah. like thinking when I was watching this, like, why hasn't there been a babysitter movie yeah. out recently? Have you seen? Have, have you seen this before? Be- yeah, I had seen it before for sure. My mom is the one who showed this movie to me because she liked it. Okay, so Kyle, you in you've seen this before? Yeah, yeah. Also? I used to watch it. I I don't remember where the first time I saw it, but I just remember me and my brother Ryan like loved this movie, and it, we've rented and it several times. I want to say something stuff. else. This is not a like this is wasn't like a one and done thing for the director. Chris Columbus became he was super famous, huge. Man. He, he wrote the Goonies, he wrote or Gremlins. the screenplay. At least. He did that. Yeah. He wrote he wrote, he wrote Gremlins. Gremlins. He uh, directed Home Alone. I mean, he look at all these Mrs. Films. Doubtfire. Like yeah. oh, and Home Alone. If you can't Harry see, Potter, this is like a precursor to Home Alone to oh, some extent. One thousand percent agree. Absolutely. This is like this idea that I guess Chris Columbus was flirting with towards mm-hmm. the the beginning mm-hmm. of his career was this idea of like kids being thrusted into real life scenarios yeah. and still trying to maintain that kind of like innocence to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this film does it a little less than Home Alone did. Yeah, I don't remember either one of those criminals coming out with guns and trying to shoot people because they were mm-hmm. fucking their wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, this film is he a might little, have been. Yeah. I wouldn't say this selling was, out a little bit, but playing to the market he knew he was developing. Well, this what do you mean? With wait, what? when he did Home Alone, because this oh. is before Home Alone. No, this I, is before no, Home I, Alone. I think, this is his first feature that, film. No, I think yeah. the difference between this and Home Alone is a different generation. This is the end of the '80s. This is what we've talked about this so many times. How these, dark things. These, were, yeah, the, yeah the, these kids' movies where kids are dealing with real life situations where they're danger. thrust into yeah. real danger. Adult situations, whereas like you get into the '90s and it becomes a little more slapsticky, a little more comical, a little more family friendly. Right. You know, this, I agree. This is one that's of those true. You're right. You're films. right. Yeah. I mean, Home Alone. But Home Alone was '90. I mean, '90. And, then, and then, yeah, but film, he, but that's well I into the, the. He wasn't the change, walking though. into this film uh, like a complete noob. He was. He had already written Goonies, and I think he had already written Gremlins at yeah. the yeah. time. Yep. And uh, from what I read, Spielberg wanted to be attached to this. Yes. And he didn't, only because Chris Columbus already automatically got the job. Yeah. Like, he had already been cast as a director, so he was like, I don't really need you anymore, so... Yeah. Which, uh, that takes some balls to say, the old yeah. Spielberg. No, not really. I think well, Spielberg respects... Well, if you respects, have a deal, I think Spielberg, Spielberg that, No, listen, Spielberg <laughs> respects Chris Columbus probably as much as he Stupid. respects It's Spielberg. not like he didn't help him throughout his... Like, right. Yeah, continue to do stuff with him. Ex- like, They're, Chris Columbus has been around for well years. together. <laughs> he did all, like, the, the first few Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Like, those were huge. Yeah. And, and actually just went back what and the hell happened the, with that? Yeah, what the kind of Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. Train wreck. <laughs> Freaking train wreck! Whoops! Uh, trying yeah. now he's trying to get into the new age, right? But but be kind of retro, right? Wasn't that sort of what the movie uh, is? I don't know uh, what he was trying to do with missed, that one. No, he missed out on story on that uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. This one, yeah. this is so. If you don't know what this movie's about, which is a perfect segue, uh, this movie is basically about uh, the adventures and babysitting. Um, if you were really to break it down, it's not about young love, Kyle. <laughs> no, yes, it is. Me? It's filled with more yeah, about young love than the other than films any other film. No, it's it's about babysitting. No, okay, <laughs> and okay. the adventures that. What part is it's about, about young it's love? About the, about the adventures it's about the breakup of change. her and this boy that she so man it's about that the she bre- loves. It's about the breakup. And it's also about in love with her. Yeah, exactly. Right. This is all about puberty and young love. It's all about puberty, people. Yeah. <laughs> puberty people. Well, it's, it's about puberty for Brad, but it's not so much about puberty for uh, um, Elizabeth Shue. She's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in her mind, too, because, like, yeah, honestly, she... like, she's obsessed with a guy who is obviously horrible. Like, he is not a good dude, but she's also kind of, like, trying to fight off this, like, young like horny kind of teenager yeah, like definitely pre-teen. horny yeah for yeah. sure there's like a couple uh, weird moments in this movie yeah there's a lot i will say just kind of jumping into one of the problems i had a little bit wait with a minute film. wait a minute wait a minute tell, go back to the tell plot. the plot yeah. of the film yeah. uh, we did just the adventures of babysitting no, no, that's no, 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 no. there's more to that there's more to this film than that kyle read the back of the box i'll tell you right now cody it's about chris who's a babysitter Thank who's you. growing too old to be a babysitter, but she gets suckered into basically doing this one, you know, one last, last time, job. The last and job. she goes and and <laughs> basically her friend calls her in a panic and ha- says to come get her. So she has to take these she kids ran- with her into the city, and and all hell breaks loose, and they have to basically run from a bunch of what are they like uh, chop shop guys, yeah, like yeah. Mobsters. mobsters. There's all kinds of people chasing after him all throughout the city. All it, the while, the parents are at a party, and they have to make it home before the parents actually get Jesus there. Jesus Christ, Chris, do you promote films for a living? <laughs> That's the story, right? That's the story. No, That's the story. You're just so you good at it. this. You're just so good at this. 
You should have a job in this. Oh my god! You should be like Whoa. the VP. Is there any something. way that you can like sell films for a living? I think I might try that <laughs> sometime in my life. I don't think he does. I think he buys films. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I sell the company. There That's you go. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do. You're doing a good job. So uh, basically, uh, uh, I like I said, I've never seen this movie before, uh, and I was hooked from the get go with the opening scene. Just yeah. Instantly. I feel like the Chris Columbus films have a feeling to them, though. There's yeah. a certain spirit to them that you... There's, there's an, something that draws right you away. in. He's yeah. really good with music, too, like picking specific yes, yeah. music for his films. And, he's, and, and all of his films have a certain innocence to them yep. that I feel like is relatable versus like like a Disney Channel thing where it's just kind of like, okay, here's these fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> these kids, like, you like all of them. I liked all the kids not, in this film. No, not true I hated Brad like? at first, and no. then he grew on me as I love, the story. That's the friend? No, that's no, the that's main, that's I the main hate, I hate the friend. Oh, I love that. Oh, I would have threw him out I of the fucking car I, I, hold on, wait, wait. minutes into it. I do want to say <laughs> that that character... Is so stereotypical of everything in this film, like uh, of these type of films, uh-huh. like the horned up kind of like, yo, I'm kind of a weirdo, but hey, everybody, mm-hmm. like everyone loves me. He's like, what's that guy in who Doogie Howser? Who was the guy that used to come through the window? Oh God, what, what was his friend's name? I cannot remember. Oh I God, remember. I can't remember. Anyways, anyways, yeah. But there's always that guy in the film, that weird guy, the one that's just a little but socially awkward. I was always yeah. waiting for them to explain it, like my parents got divorced, so he hasn't been the same, or. Or, or no, or, he's just like he, that. He's just the quirky. Friend. He's just he's just the he's weird not friend. Quirky, dude. Yeah, he is. He's he a is. dick. No, no, he's got a horned up dad that he's listens, a dick, that bro. reads Playboys. He steals those horned up. Hey, Jesus. wait a second. Listen Hold to, on. Listen to Playboys, Mike. classy Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys got introduced to pornography. <laughs> Why don't you found it in the bag? You. We can save found that story. Found it in a bag on the side of the road. <laughs> Lucky. Did you really? <laughs> yes. This I had to work for my shit. True story. When I was introduced to pornography, some kid was just like, "Yo, dude." you want to see my dad's stash? And I was like, what are you talking His about? His mustache, bro. No, yeah, that was it. <laughs> there and it is in the sink, and it was just he shaved like, it really off. Weird, like Polaroids of his mustache. No, like it was some kid that was just like, yo, here's my dad's porn stash. You want to see it? And I was like, um, okay. And I saw it and then I was changed forever. Well, I don't think that <laughs> great, part of the story, I don't think that por- part of the story is uh, disbelievable. I just thought this kid was such a jackass that he was no one a would want to hang out with him. He, he was, was a, a complete jerk. asshole. He was a jerk. Listen, he 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 uh, uh, basically threw Brad under the bus every second he could get. Okay. Every second he could get, he threw Brad under the bus. Yeah. You know what I think, though? I think Daryl learned something by the end of this movie. <laughs> Cody, I did, too. I do, too. I think the segue is into something beautiful. Uh, tell us what you learned when you did your brief stint in the Coast Guard about trying to hook your friend up. You can't be a dick. You can't be a dick. Can't you be can't a dick. be pushing him down. And that's build what this kid did all the time. That's what he did all the time. He's the a whole terrible time, friend. He was just like, ooh, you fucking would have fucked Yeah, he, like, he was such an asshole. He cock blocked him every time. Every he moment. Never had a tra- there was no never had a chance. chance. There, there was, was no chance. chance. There was no chance because he stopped it. No, no there was never a he chance. Was like, to build him up. He's 13. She's like 17. Fuck no. There was never a chance. <laughs> I liked his friend. I thought his friend I did too. was, I thought I thought hilarious. His friend was a little annoying in the first like five scenes he's in, or first five minutes of the movie. But then I was like, you know, this, I like this fucking yeah. kid. He had a lot he's of a bit of a, He's a bit yeah. of a dick, but I like this kid. Yeah, he's real angry. He has I thought a, a Brad. Bunch of I thought angst. Brad was a little too like uh, pussy. Uh, yeah, he's too much. No, of a pussy. I think Brad's way more relatable. No, no he's a fucking and, annoying. No, Brad's pussy. more he's relatable annoying. and more realistic. I can, t- as a I can character. tell you from personal experience that I I relate with Brad. I had a babysitter. That I was totally crushing well, on. Well, me too, but that Everyone doesn't make did. this character likable. Everyone did. Now, yeah. now, I didn't have the balls to do what Brad did, which is like, hey, your eyes are so beautiful tonight. Like, I, didn't, I had no, like, it was just like, oh, hi. And I just like ran into a corner somewhere. Exactly. That's a what corner? I would do. Yeah, ran into, yeah. Run into a corner. He just stood just, in the corner Mike, the rest of the day. Mike, do you want to come out of the corner? You're not in trouble, honey. And furiously masturbating. Brad was, I think <laughs> Brad. No, I'm good. <laughs> I think Brad was the brave one. He was a little creepy at the end, but still brave at the end. He was. He's not a complete... He, he's not completely inept. Like, there are times where he, like, takes charge of shit. Like no, when yeah, the tire pops, when he's he... like, hey, just pull off to the side. Right, right. And then it's like, okay, it's we true. gotta watch out for During this During the knife fight on the train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. He, no, does, he, he, ha- he has his moments. Well, yeah. But other than that, I found him more annoying than his friend. I thought his friend was his more of an interesting and an entertaining yeah. character. 
Brad, see, here's the thing, right? Brad's Brad's thing is Brad is trying to be an adult in those situations to show Chris that he is an adult and that she should be attracted to him because uh-huh. of these reasons, right? Obviously, yes. That's the character. I, yes. That's what I thought the character choice was with that. Where I feel like, uh, what's the friend's name? D- uh, Daryl. Daryl. Daryl's whole thing is like, I'm going to blackmail and I'm going to ruin everything you guys do because I think it's personally funny. Fuck you. Yeah, so? That's a dick. <laughs> that's what a dick does. Not to mention kids w- like twelve years old. Yeah, man. That's, and that's the thing too is like by the end of it, you realize he's calmed down. He says, "Thank you for giving me the greatest night of my life." He's learned a lot. Like, yeah. what you know, did he learn? Hold on, there he's is, been through so much that life. Night. <laughs> they all learned. Hold life. on, there's a very telling. They learned about black people. They learned about blues. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. There's a there's a very telling scene uh, where they're walking down the street, and he's like, "Is it a party?" And then he just ditches. Everyone, thank you. He goes right to that frat party, like, <laughs> and he just walks right off. Because he's like one, goofy. If, if, if this, he hadn't done no, that, the if, girl still wouldn't. If this to go whole to the story was only told with Brad, you'd be like, "God, this guy's fucking boring." And, but you've got Daryl in there to fucking throw it up and make it like and exciting. If Daryl didn't go to the party, they never would have got the fifty bucks to get the tire or ride to the garage. That's to that's pick called, up the car. That's retroactive Boom. thinking. Kyle. I agree. That's retroactive Boom. Thinking. I agree, dude. Let's say we're in this situation. We are. We again. We are stranded. We have no cell phones. And we... and criminals are chasing us. Yeah. And criminals are chasing us. Criminals Mike? are chasing us, right? And we're walking by a random frat party. You're and you're again a teenager, like a freshman in high school. You're gonna go, I'm gonna ditch my friends here to go party. Not to go, hey, I'm going to this party to find help for us, because he does not say that. His he doesn't go, hey, I'm gonna go to the party to, to get to, to get some help. Maybe they have a phone. Apparently they don't want friends use. that go to parties. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> not when I'm stranded in the middle of the ghetto getting shot at, Chris. Where's the last place those thugs are gonna try to go into a frat party? Boom. That's not true. That's, That's not, not true. true. They went everywhere. Well, they followed know, them. I everywhere. know they did, but that but if I was thinking That's because like, it's a movie. Yeah, exactly. And besides, now there's the setup to meet the uh, the handsome guy who yeah. comes at the end and saves the day with the roller it's skate. Perfect. Who's that? John Cusack? Who's not John Cusack? Who, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who is that? John Cusack's perfect. body double, bro. Yeah. Straight up. I yeah, was like, totally. Oh my God. I, had to, I, had to, I had to look at the credits. Like, wait a minute, that's not John Cusack. He didn't make Hold it last on. like Cusack, that's for sure. No, he didn't. I don't know where that guy went. They disappeared. <laughs> he comes somewhere, back. He's somewhere in a wax museum dressed up as John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I do this for eight hours a day, and they pay me $25. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we come back, we're going to talk more about babysitting. Chris, I'm begging you. It's really scary here. I've just seen three people shoot up, a bald Chinese lady with no pants on, and there's this old guy outside who wants his bedroom slippers. Get out of my house. You just moved! Chris, please hurry up and get here. Brenda, I've got my mom's car. I can't drive it into the city. Oh, my God! There's a man with a gun! Get me the hell out of here! Brenda, look, just hang up. Hey, guys, we're back, and we're talking about Adventures in Mary (laughs) City. I just do that three times. I know. Uh, we are going to talk more about this film. I want to talk about uh, one thing that we kind of got into a little bit. Uh, was I was confused with this movie. Again, this is my first time seeing it. I thought they were in New York the whole goddamn time, but apparently no, they're in Chicago. It's Chicago. It's Chicago. Yep. They, they, yeah. uh, they're in a suburb of Illinois. Yeah. That's where the film starts and ends. And uh, a lot of Chris Columbus's films... Some, some of the best, some of the best '80s comedies are in Chicago. Yeah, they are. There was a time where everybody was all about Chicago mm-hmm. as being that big city. Yep. I think um, they were. I guess they were trying to get away from New York. Maybe I don't know. Because I feel like the '70s were all about New York. Well, yeah, maybe that's the I've, case. It yeah. felt like New York. How like I fi- I figured it was like New York in the '80s, well, where it's like real shitty, run down. And everybody like, here loves. Until com- Giuliani got in there and cleaned it all yeah, up. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I, there wouldn't be them them like that that level of like blues music happening throughout the town if it was New York. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Um, Nobody uh, leaves. The thing that confused me was the little girl when she's when they're driving this driving into the yeah. town. She looks up and she's like. Oh, look, the city. That's where all the great superheroes are from. Thor, Spider-Man, Daredevil. Well, not, no, but you're, all you're, those... You're flipping all... scenes in your head right now. No. How am I? Because when she says that it's a different scene, when she's pointing, she goes, look, that's where Thor lives, and she points at the Sears Tower. Right, hmm. but why would he be from there? All the Marvel characters are, are from, from New York. New York. 
No, I thought she said that in an earlier scene. No. It is. It, it's when they're on the freeway, and, yeah, and right before they the pop city. the tire, yep. Yep. she points out to the city, and she says, that's where yep. Thor is from. That's where all the great superheroes are from. Yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Daredevil. But all those, all the characters that she mentions are so quintessentially New Yorkers. Yeah. Like, it seems... Uh, maybe except for I, Thor. Maybe I, except I for Thor. I thought the same thing, because I was really confused about it, too. But I, I, I got to go back and rewatch it, because I thought, I thought she, she makes the comment about all the superheroes live in the city earlier when they're talking about going to the city or some shit like that. No, no, she and then when they're yeah. when they when she points at the cityscape, she points specifically at the Sears Tower and says that's where Thor lives, which I thought was weird too cuz he d- he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't. Yeah. He's never lived there. I right? like that it's in Chicago. I think that that too. makes it just a little different than the classic New York that we've all seen and no, I agree. a million movies and postcards, you know what I mean? It's like I mean, I know Chicago had its run, but I I forgot that it took place in Chicago. Well, it's, it's interesting. I I read a uh, uh like a weird uh, article one time. They were like New Yorkers don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then they had a a bunch of pictures of cities. They said name the city that's from Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, LA. And then after you looked at all of them, none of them were what you said. It was like Cleveland. <laughs> it was like it was all these other fucking cities. It, it basically, the understanding was all cities look fucking alike. Yeah, well, Toronto <laughs> and is none New of York. them are New York. Yeah, that's Toronto's, where this was filmed. It was. In it was. Toronto? It was. Yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Toronto is every city. It's every city. They it film is. every city movie in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, good tax breaks there for filmmakers. Apparently, good, yeah. yeah. No good tax breaks. <laughs> Um, another thing I kind of wanted to get into a little bit was, um, and maybe it's just the time of this film, uh, being that it was in 1987, but damn, did they play up the black stereotypes on this one? A lot. I, w- I would say if I could sum up this film, it was like four white kids go to the city and learn about black people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, like, or learn about black stereotypes. Well, I guess like, if really this was, bad black stereotypes. If this was Chicago. I, Chicago's kind of known for that. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, Chicago is. I mean, I mean, it is to some extent, but in, any more so than New York. Yeah, I would think I would maybe so a little because, more I mean, in the Chicago's, stereotype. Chi- yeah, Chicago is the birthplace of of blues. Is like, it? Yeah, yeah. Was birth like Louisiana or some birth, shit like birth that. Birthplace, birthplace of like <laughs> electric rock blues, like okay. the modern blues in All the fifties. Right. Okay. Basically but I mean, that's, started that's, in Chicago and it's been in Chicago. That's always. really focusing and just on like I would say one scene though. They, yeah, the they, carjacker. The uh, blues. They, they had the straight up. Uh, what is it? The uh, bachelor. Is it bachelor party? Not bachelor party. Uh, frat party. No animal house scene where uh, they like all go to the black club. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, what are we doing here? Oh my god, uh, we we have everything in common." But still, a great like, scene. It's this weird it was thing. a fantastic. Great. Scene. No, scene. I'm not saying that they weren't trying. No, I think for its time. <laughs> I, I think for its time is it, it, it was it was appropriate, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's even inappropriate now. And no, in fact, I, don't. I think. Joe Gipp, the carjacker, is like one of my favorite characters. He, he has a heart of gold. He has a heart of gold. He's the whole awesome. film, hands yeah. down. Has he been in anything else? This he guy? looked recognizable. He to me. so did. He so did. But and I I'm don't. Like, I can't pinpoint it. He just had a very natural way of acting, which was like, whoa, like this guy is. I feel like almost like outshining everybody else because it just feels the most natural. Although I do want to yeah. say one thing about his character that. that confused me was when he like drives into. He could have let the kids off. He could have just. Yeah, like, why yeah. did he take? them yeah, to the like, chop hey, shop. Hey, I'm going to take you to the chop shop <laughs> like, where mob bosses live that are clearly going to have a problem with me bringing you <laughs> yeah. there. And then just say, eh, it'll be okay. <laughs> and it wasn't okay. No, it wasn't. It was the opposite. They were going to kill those He was kids. in a stolen car. What's he just supposed to stop? Well, I, yes! mean, I mean, he makes a point to say, get out. What am seconds. I going to do? What am I going to do? Let put them outside where they're going to get killed. But then, yeah. cut to twenty minutes later, they're outside walking around amongst the city right. just fine. Like, what, and would it have been so bad if he just like, I'm going to take a stop off in a nicer neighborhood for ten minutes, and then I'm going to deliver this car ten minutes late and just say, oh, it was a little hard. Like, what he could have done a lot of things other than bring them right into the hands sure. of the people that were going to be the most. Worried about their oddly, presence, yeah. But oddly <laughs> enough, he is the least crazy character that they run into. Absolutely, he's like the little savior. Yeah, most of the, the time. W- yes. the one hook, like the hooked arm. Uh, uh, I oh. like that guy, man. Uh, he, he, goes, he, goes, he goes through. Right? He goes through so many like character like. Oh, like evolution! Yeah, yeah he fantastic. shows up at he's, the hospital. Sh- first shows up, he's a creepy guy. Then he's like the fucking heart of gold. Then he's the fucking crazy guy, like shooting guns and beating the shit out of his. 
his wife's lover, and then he's like, <laughs> "Hey, let me help you again." And then he's like fighting again, yeah. like. But I will he's say a that fugitive. Now he's a fugitive. Yeah, it's just like all over the place. That character, I love that. That scene. That's though. that scene when the car pulls away. Sorry, when it pulls away, yeah. it, it's just so funny. The crane up, and he's fighting the dude with his one arm in the middle of the street, <laughs> yes. and the car's driving yep. away. <laughs> as lovable as you, you're saying that scene is though. Could you put a film in that in modern day times where he's like shooting recklessly and like almost Probably. killing a little girl? Probably yeah. if it was if tongue in cheek. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. I don't I know. I think the way man. they played it yeah. was no, dude. I think the way the whole they time it, I was watching, I was like, correctly. oh my god, he could have killed that little girl. No, they played it one thousand percent perfectly in this yep. film. Really? They, they could do it today if they did the same with the same tone. Yep. Easy. Because oh, that man. character at no Easy. point, no, at no point is that character. It's grounded in reality, but no way is it realistic. Yeah. He's so far out there with the beard and the one, the hooked arm and the, the he's heart such of a character. Then to, yeah. yeah, exactly. That you don't buy that they're in when they're with him that they're in any real danger, even when the danger is happening. Yeah, you know, oh, you don't, with that. You don't really get the, that they're in real danger until they're. they're I don't know. There chased. was a time. There was a moment where I'm like, he's literally just firing shots off in this apartment, and like he didn't hit this guy. Like you're thinking, like he shot this dude, and then he comes flying. That's the what window. I thought too. I thought it was gonna yeah. get real dark. <laughs> like oh, he, I'm glad it didn't, and maybe that's the beauty of uh, Chris Columbus's writing. No, he has you know, been. Is, he's managed that's to do probably, that. That's probably the fun of that scene is be, is because it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. Yeah, and exactly. then it just becomes this more comical kind playing of on your fight. expectations. Yeah. Well, he's really he's really Chris uh, Columbus is really good at at characters, right? Because again, on this side of, side of the room, he created a character that me and Mike obviously do not like. Um, but they all have very every character in this movie has a strong, distinct character. From the guy who's a tow truck driver mm-hmm. to her best friend who is uh, stuck in a bus stop. Ran away from home. Oh, dude, she's brilliant. Oh, Even she's the a, oh my God, the fucking... I'm sorry, that just reminded me that the... Uh, <laughs> when she's on the phone, she just looks over the dude, with, the dude with the gun. He just, like, the way... The yes. face he makes is just shaking, like, smiling, holding a gun. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> with, uh, like, with the homeless guy yelling at her yeah, to get out get of her Get out house. of my house! So good, yeah, It's the whole setup. You just moved! Oh. Did you guys notice that there was one scene um, where there's a TV playing in the background? It's the Halloween theme that's yes. playing. And Deborah Hill produced this, yep. and yeah. she also produced Halloween. So That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. a little, little shout-out, I would In say. terms of uh, Christopher Columbus, I do want to say he has a tendency, if you look at his entire career... To find continents. What's that? <laughs> continents? <laughs> No, uh, he has a thing where a lot of his his best films are all about family. Like you take this film, you go to Home Alone, you go to Mrs. Doubtfire, even Harry Potter to Gremlins, some extent. Goonies. Like if you, the first two Harry Potters are all about. Uh, there's a lot of Harry lives in a in a family of Muggles and they don't understand him and he's outcast and they just kind of like throw him to the side. I feel like a lot of Christopher Columbus's films deal with. Kids that are kind of cast off a little bit, no, and then have to find driven. themselves. He 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 cares more about the character and their experience. But it, it, exactly in the yeah. context of a family, more so he than does. a lot it, of his it, other it, films. It comes up in pretty much every single movie he's done. I mean, yeah, that's the, a, the, that's a the central family, theme. Yes, yeah, the, the the family unit is very important well, to him. I I would agree with that. Uh, besides the music, which Kyle brought up earlier, uh, you know, like if you look at the cinematography of this movie, it's not anything to go home and like brag about. It's no, pretty, but it's it is Quintus. I, I, f- yeah. I saw a lot of the same cinematography that he used in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree it's with that. Style. I think this yeah. is his style. filmmaking style. Yeah, yeah, this Doubtfire, it's not really nothing great about There's cinematography. There's nothing great about it, but there is a lot of weird, oh, man, how do I describe it? Long shots, I guess? Like one of the shots where they're walking on the, uh, it follows them and it's very smooth and it it kind of moves. With no, I'm the talking character. more along like like a distance shot, like oh. uh, shots where distance is used. Like um, they're they're walking on the uh, girder. Oh yeah, and they knock the dust and then it comes all the way down to yeah. that guy's coffee and mm-hmm. he drinks it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this weird thing where like there is a situation going on far away Affecting. that happens that affects something and then somebody turns around and they don't really notice it. Like in Mrs. Doubtfire where he throws the fruit at the back of, yeah, what's his name, Ted? Right, right, right. There's right. a lot of weird, I don't know. He uses the space. Yeah, like, he uses a lot quite of... Quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. To, like, to bring thrilling oh, and I will aspect say, to things, uh, suspense. Uh, if we're talking about like the cinematography, um, that shot of Sarah when she's on the edge of the building... That honestly like freaks me out to kind of look yeah. at that because I'm like, whoa, yeah. that looks really steep. That looks yeah. really. I'll tell you what. Did anyone fuck that? Watch scene. this film till the end of the credits. 
I don't think I did. Did anybody else did? No. There's a coda at the end of it where it's the criminal that was like had to go off yeah. and go find the thing, and he's crying at the end of at the end of the thing because he's stuck out there because he's so scared of heights. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, that has Funny. nothing to do with being scared of heights. That just has the fear of falling off a, a giant building, possibly. Like, yes. uh, yeah. Well, the fact that you're stuck thing. on the yeah. side of a building on a high rise. So I will tell you, as a parent uh, here, as as the, I don't want you, you don't want your kids being stuck on the side of a building. As, as the only parent here, uh, <laughs> when that scene happened with her on the side of the building, I literally had a pit in my stomach where it was just like I felt sick because I was like imagining like if my child was in that situation i would be shitting bricks like I'd be and she's right out. behind you you don't even see her like yeah. the parents are in there just having yeah. a ball and yeah. <laughs> trying to find out the recipe literally and you know literally what? at a ball yeah. yep they were they were if i was that criminal that you were just talking about oh, i forget what his name is uh, I, I don't know he was yeah. like some throwaway criminal he was but... the angry black guy that punched everybody in the face there you go um, more, he... <laughs> more black stereotypes <laughs> he uh why would you go out there why like yeah i don't, I don't know why you would yeah. go out there i would I not I, I don't care what what's at stake i'm not fucking i would just out yeah. sit, i'd just I'll be pick up the, waiting like I'll pick up right, the when play, you're ready i'll pick up the playboy <laughs> on the ground right yeah. exactly yeah like I don't get it either, but just seriously, I was like that. That whole scene made me sick. And he again, I think he captured that scenario with the music and everything. It just yeah. it captured it perfectly. Yeah. I, I, and she just kept going lower. I was like, I'm gonna kill you, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop Jeez. this well, madness. She's, she's so brave. She is. She was. Thor, I really. She, yeah. She had the power of Thor. She had that. She yeah. had the power of Meow Meow. I thought she was a really meow, meow. good kid actor. I thought she did a great job so in the movie. She, yeah. She. So has, why? Yeah. She. Has. Uh, one of the things that I thought was not ridiculous and I was actually uh, pretty happy with was the wardrobe. Uh, a lot of these 80 movies that we watch have, like, they go that hyper-stylized 80s route. Yeah. Where this one I felt was, like, very grounded in reality to what I was like, oh, my sister wore dresses yeah. like that or my, my sister wore clothes like that. Like, oh, man, dude. That it wasn't anything too crazy. I got to say that outfit in the beginning that uh, Elizabeth Shue's wearing dancing around her bedroom or whatever fucking look good on her. <laughs> <laughs> I swear my sister had that same outfit. I swear she did. <laughs> You're that right, though. Outfit. They didn't go too extreme didn't. with the no. neon. And I think maybe that was a little past, maybe, 87? I mean, 87, I guess it's towards the end, but, but you, you, even the early 90s have, were pretty loud yeah, in terms it, of color. And she didn't have, like, her hair was not super, right. like, she looked, huge. Wait, she did not look 17 to me, I'll say that. I'll tell you that. That's That, that was what I was going to say. One of the problems I do have with the film was the believability like I at the very beginning of this film I had no idea until she said she was seventeen that I thought she was out of high school and in right? between high school and college. That's exactly what I thought. That's what I thought too. That she was saying to this younger kid, like, "Hey," because as I understand it, isn't high school? I, I understand there's like, okay, I don't want to date a freshman or I don't want to date a sophomore yeah. or whatever. But like, isn't there like a a, a a distinct difference between I'm going to college and I'm beyond all this high school shit? Mm. Yes, and then dating within high school. Yeah, yes. She seemed a little too hardcore about it. She seemed too. And then, how old is Mike? This boy that she was trying oh, to guy. He, he's he college. He seemed like he was already in college and probably in a fraternity. I think he graduated college from. He what was like I in a trading it. places fraternity. Know, yeah, he, <laughs> like he where he was like way too fucking old. Yeah, for no, him. I, I got it as he like Jesus. he graduated college and he's probably like twenty. I would say 24, 25. But even later on, um, the other, the John Cusack lookalike, he's a junior in college and she's only 17. And, like, I mean, what did she say she is? She's a sophomore or a freshman? She's, she's, she's a senior. senior. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. She says she's a senior in it's high so school. It's so crazy yeah. that, like, you know, that the prettiest girl here is a senior in high school. That's one of his lines. I forgot. He says the, the name no, of the No, the shame. prettiest girl at uh, Chicago University is, yeah. is is in high school gotcha. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Which every girl in high school I don't know what hear. university it I was. do want to give it up to Bradley Hill Whitfield Way for uh, being, the, uh, being the swooning like boy toy of this film. What? John Bradley Cusack? Whitfield. No, the guy that plays Mike. The guy, the guy that oh. Elizabeth oh, is yeah. constantly going after. He is known for... Nowadays, he's like in the West Wing. He was in like <laughs> yeah, dude. He's he wasn't attractive then though either. Like, yeah, th that's one of the things I don't get either. He was not. Like, are we talking uh, about the same person? Yes, yeah, we're we talking are. about okay, the, the, the asshole boyfriend. Okay, we're, talking right. about, yeah. we're talking about so cool, so cool, <laughs> so cool. 
Bradley Whitfield is known as either the guy in Adam Sandler movies who's a he always plays the he always plays the douchebag, right? Or in the West Wing, who are he's like the really cerebral kind of like kind of a dick bag, but also like with a heart of gold. So so <laughs> either way, yeah. dick bag by some extent is in his role. Right. So, he has, <laughs> so this is a perfect role for him. He no, must I have a dick that, bag, but look. he's supposed to be because <laughs> he looks like a dick bag. He's supposed to be like. Like super handsome, yeah, super handsome. In this, in this. movie, yes, yes. And no, he, looked, he looked more like a bad boy to me. He didn't look like super. Oh, but he also, but he also no. looks like he's six yeah. feet tall. He has tall. like a leather jacket. Yeah, on, yeah a leather jacket. Like, he had a Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. So I, cool. When I used he was to watch, the bad boy. When I used to no. watch the West Wing with Bradley Whitfield, he looks like he's five foot six. No, dude, the college was the pretty boy. He looks like yeah. he was a, a high school football player who never grew I didn't out get, of it. I didn't really get that. That's what I got. I did not get that. No, the as soon as the Camaro, it's like, oh, it's trying to be trying to be the bad boy. Yeah, he's the high. No, he's the high school football player who. His parents Which is have funny. The money I, to I get him a Camaro. Camaro. I own a Camaro just like that. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. my first car. Who did got you, him a Did Camaro. you also have a vanity plate that said, so cool? I or, did not. Kind of cool? It said, so broke. Not yeah. really cool. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> not all that cool. You know what it's, Mike's? It's okay. You know what Mike said when he was in high school? What? So old. <laughs> That's what I said? I said that? That's what his license plate said. <laughs> Done with this. <laughs> Retirement. I feel like it was more like I like Ike. I will say we were just dis- <laughs> we were talking about uh, we were talking about Jared like Jared Ike. Leto not aging. I would also say Elizabeth Shue is a non ager. I disagree. She is, she's a vampire. I disagree. No, no she looks Are good you- still. Oh my god, though. No, I don't think she she doesn't look good, but she definitely aged. I don't think she looks that aged. Everybody ages. Uh, Some people better. Jared than Leto, others. Jared Leto is not. Um, one thing I did want to bring up that I thought was one of the best story arcs in this movie that was uh, like kind of under the radar was how she looked like the the, the oh the, yes. the playboy the yes. playboy bunny the play yeah that oh, was so fucking dude, good dude so great when it came up in the movies it was like oh yes this running joke is hilarious see i everybody sees it like they're like yeah, double take her it. it's pretty funny everybody why would a playboy bunny come to her a i was just party? confused yeah. why 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 that was a joke it was it just? It random? was just just random? to throw it in. Okay. Just to throw it, just, I, I was trying to figure it out. Just like, crea- it just creates another, just another, another thing layer that she has to deal with throughout yep. that night. Gotcha. Oh, when she freaks out in the car uh, after <laughs> the car gets jacked, yeah. dude, brilliant. She's, oh, freaking she's, she's, losing, she's freaking no, she's out. She's freaking out. The kids, it. the kids in the back are all like calm. Yeah, and she's like losing her because as an adult, that's what you'd be doing. The kids obviously yeah. don't understand the situation you're uh, in. I think they do. <laughs> They're just not they, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Devereaux. Oh, excuse me. I couldn't help but notice that you two groups of people are about to start killing each other. And I was wondering if you could please just wait on that until we could get off the train. Sit down, bitch. Yeah. Bitch, sit down. Are you going to let him get away with that? Wait a minute. I was kidding. Uh, that was really rude. Uh, take it back. Apologize. Yeah, right. Go ahead, stay out of this. He called you a bitch. I want to talk about another, since we're on characters right now, let's talk also about the, uh, what is it, the B story, the B line of this film? What, Brenda? Brenda, yeah. <laughs> Brenda's she had, fantastic. There's a completely, uh, like, there's a completely side story to this whole thing where it's Brenda in this... Bus station. I guess a bus station That's where dudes are allowed to brandish guns and get away with it. <laughs> it's the eighties, man. Dude, there's yeah, a right? lot of weird shit going on in there. That... I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't think he was legally brandishing the gun. I'm, I don't think I'm he was legally. Fairly doing certain it. that was. But can I ask that a was a criminal with a gun? Who does that? Have you? Ever... just like hey hey. Oh. But he only <laughs> did it. When, he only did it when she looked at him. Yeah. He's like, hey, hey, have you ever yeah. been like, to an inner city? Weird. Have you ever? Have you ever been to an inner city bus station? Yeah. They all look like that bus station. No, I I agree. I've been to like. I mean, I guess Penn Station or what? What is it? Battery been, Battery Station in New York. Battery Battery Park. About, yeah, I'm talking about like I've been to the St. Louis uh, Greyhound bus station, and that's no place you want to go, even in the daylight. No, it's the same thing in New York. <laughs> like you don't want to be at a bus. There's no place where you want to be at a bus. Station. There's no moment in time that's where not you true. look forward the, to being at a bus. Station. The Palm Springs bus station is fantastic. Is it really? I have never been there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, there's. I love that. There, well, huh? I love that going that whole bus station scene too because um, there's there were certain scenes that they they like reshot just to make that story a longer. Like the guy like trying to buy the hot dog and stuff that wasn't in the script. That was like a 
That was like oh my god, they, they that's some of the best the dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have slip a slip me the cash, or, or you don't yeah. get the wiener. Yeah. Yeah. Slip me the cash, I'll slip you the wiener. Yeah. I'll say, I didn't, no, I, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have money, then I don't have a wiener for you. <laughs> so so good. fucking good, dude. They were throwing the c word out in this movie like nobody's business. Right and left, the c word was flying. Oh, and the h word. What? What's what c the c word? What c word? Check. Oh, I'll write you a check. I'll get you oh, a check. Oh, you're right. Was that, oh. was that new technology? <laughs> Dude, wow. I did not I think you were going there. I don't have my checkbook. Dude, the check? Oh, yeah. my God. They said she said check 6,000 times. Yeah, True. That's, how, that's how you pay for stuff in the 80s with that, checks. Yeah, and with also- checks that will be, will be uh, cashed at a later date. So there doesn't need to be real money in there. Bank of America was advertising yeah. at that time. Well, the good old days. Instead you of just a check, setting up, like, I got three days to just get setting money a in the Pepsi account. can down there, like, just say check a lot so people go to the bank. Yeah, we got Squarespace now. What is it? What is the thing that you, you put Yeah, but in that's square. instantaneous. That's not like a check. Like, you no, it's not. Check. You can post it. I check. do remember that. I remember my parents going to like the grocery store and being like writing a check for groceries. I hear they they tell you can still do that. I believe you can. I, let's go back. What's the H word that you thought they were throwing around? Uh, they kept calling Thor a homo. That's true. That's a, <laughs> that was that, funny. That's a word you can't use any. That's, that's I thought that was yeah. funny. It, homo it is offensive now. I don't think homo. Homo is so tu- ah, is homo is to, so tug in cheek. And actually, there's actually a backstory to this. I read about this. You researched the word homo or uh, Thor? No, 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 no. The whole that whole scene. <laughs> okay, so when Vincent D'Onofrio comes out as Thor, yes. Originally, it was supposed to be a girl. Like a girl mechanic that had a questionable gender identity. And the whole joke was supposed to be, I don't get it. Like, is he a guy or a girl? I don't really don't understand what's going on. Blah, blah, what? blah, blah. Where yes. did you read this at? Uh, it's, on it's on IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. Like, there was an earlier script yep. where they, they weren't going to do the whole Thor thing. They weren't going to yep. do any of this shit. They were going to do, like, just straight and not, like, do any fanfare, I guess. I don't know what you call it nowadays because Thor's so big now, but. It wasn't. I, I think it was kind of fan. No, I, I, the thing I originally read was it was supposed to, the girl, little girl's supposed to be obsessed with He Man and Shira. Right, I understand that, but what I'm saying with that scene that was in the original script was He Man and Shira. I thought right, but even if she was, what I'm saying is that scene where she meets Vincent D'Onofrio and mistakes him for Thor was supposed to be her mistaking him a girl for a guy, and then the two guy, the two uh, Daryl and Brad, I think. We're supposed to be sitting there looking at each other the whole time like, well, I don't understand, blah, blah, blah. Like, is it a girl or a guy? And I guess this was supposed to lead into the whole... That seems really deep for this kind of a film. I feel like it no, could, it, no it, it, Well, that's why they got rid of it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously yeah. got rid of this and said this is a bad idea. And was it true that... It was suggested that he use He-Man and She-Ra, but he's like, I don't know who those people are. That so he, it was originally in the script that it was He-Man and She-Ra, but he had no idea who the who those that pe- the, either those characters were. So he's like, well, let's just make it Thor because I know who Thor is. And, right. Yeah, which is which is funny because at, at the exact same time they're filming Masters of the Universe was being filmed at the exact same time, and She-Ra was that's weird. Yeah, he still syndicating he no on idea. TV at the exact same yeah, time, yeah. and the director had no idea who these yeah. characters were. Oh, that's well. weird. He didn't have time for TV. He's too busy making. Let's talk movies. about Vincent D'Onofrio. Let's talk about him. <laughs> Let's. What, I, a, what a strapping he's lad. Surprisingly skinny. <laughs> he's like really. He's like fucking ripped. And what's crazy is the same year as when Full Melt Jacket came out, he, which he filmed right before this, and he's like eighty Overweight. pounds. <laughs> eighty pounds heavier, shaved head. Like, have you ever followed his career though? Does he do he's crazy very, shit like this? He's very character. He he's, is method like method a motherfucker. Actor, yeah. yeah. Like that guy will go into, like I heard that in Men in Black, like his whole scene, that whole thing that he was doing was that he was literally trying to envision himself in an insect body and what it would be like to be stuck in an insect body, stuck in flesh. Okay. Like how does an insect move? And he would study insects to figure out how they moved and what moves they couldn't do. And that if he was a cockroach in a human body, like what moves he couldn't, Shit. like what he couldn't do, like grab certain things or whatever. <laughs> he was perfect for the. He cell. was nuts. Yeah, he's a nut. He, he's he's kind of a nutcase, but in a good way, I think. I mm. love Vincent Onofrio. I did too. If you ever watch him in, uh, I had no idea this was Law him and until Order. I looked it up. Like mm-hmm. Law and Order, he's a, he's crazy. He's not long he's, blonde yeah. locks. Yeah, he's great. He looks like Thor. Like, he does. You see it immediately. He does. See it. Like you're like holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, see, should have cast the way casted he, him. Yeah, instead of Chris Hemsworth. Whatever, he's, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The, the the unique thing about it is that he actually is a Marvel character and he's Kingpin. Yeah, he, yeah, he ended up playing Kingpin. So yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, but he originally played Thor. Yeah, he okay. first. A kind of he can say that he did. He played two Marvel characters. Kind of like well, an evil. He Thor? played Dawson. 
who was playing Thor. <laughs> Look at Chris. Wow. Well, I mean, if you he want played to Dawson. I mean, yeah. Rita. Is this, what's that word you said? What's that word you said earlier tonight? Pick a, Piccadilly? Piccadilly? Oh. No, definitely not. It was, Picadorous? Uh, is when somebody gets excited about something and you just like hit them with all the facts and like ruin it. Oh, pedantic. Pedantic. That's yeah. what He's real so pedantic. Just ruin everybody's time with your it facts. It sounds like <laughs> someone's last name. My name's Harry Pedantic. Oh, you sound boring, <laughs> Harry. It sounds like a medication. Yeah. yeah. I need some pedantic. My ass is really chapping. My ass is chapped. I need pedantic. Stop pedantic. Taking pedantic if your asshole falls out. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Sorry. Uh, Let's rate this bad boy. Shall we? Do it. What are we uh, Wait, writing? hold on. Is there any favorite lines? I mean, there's so many in this movie. The Come wiener on. line. Oh, the wiener yeah. line, definitely. <laughs> the, anything the, with wieners, yeah. farts, pretty, but pretty much anything that she's in, I freaking love. The best friend. Get okay. out of my house. So, like, I so thought, funny. I, I thought one of, one, one of the ones that really made me laugh just because of the way it was delivered was when they were when they were about to walk out onto the onto the, the beam, you know, to, to get away from the mob guys. And she's like, we got to walk across here, get to this window. And the friend's like, you got to be shitting me. Watch your language. Watch my language. You got to be shitting me. <laughs> it's just really fucking funny how it was delivered. Yeah. What are we rating this? Is it is it weird that I rate it Meow Meows? I was going to suggest Meow Meows. Meow Meows. Uh, yeah. Meow Meows. I meow thought meows. for sure you are going to go with So Cools. No. We already did a license plate for... Uh, it's true. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. D- DM- we wasted it on Night of the DMK. Combat. DMKs. Yeah. yeah. Meow Meows. That's meow, meow I'm so yells. glad meow you meows. thought that is exactly yeah. when I was watching. Exactly what I was thinking. What is that? I have no that's, idea. That's Thor's so hammer. hammer. It's like uh, I think it's pronounced something else, but yeah, I, knows just, meow meow. Yeah, I just meow meow. Chris, how many uh, meow meows are you gonna give Avengers Babysitting? I'm gonna give this movie four meow meows. Yeah, uh, I've always liked this movie. Like I said, I saw it when I was young. My my mom showed it to me. I'm a big fan of Chris Columbus, honestly, I, and, and everything that he's created, uh, you know, it, at least in the 80s and 90s. I think he just really, I mean, like I said, there's some magic to his films. When I watch his film, I feel like I'm on an adventure. I'm always all about the kid adventure stories. Um, Elizabeth Shue is beautiful. I do not mind watching her for Agreed. an hour and a half. She's a gorgeous woman. Um I like that the characters like took me on a journey also within them like their own character. For example, I didn't like Brad at first. I thought he was annoying as fuck and then like towards the end of it I was like, "Oh, I feel like he's grown up." You know what I mean? I could say that with almost everybody in the film. I like the little Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio cameo. That was a surprise. Um and I would show my kids this. Like, if I have kids someday, I'd be like, watch this movie. It's really fun. And I think that it would be sort of timeless. Yeah. So. I agree with you on that. But next up is Kyle. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give this four meow meows. Um, yeah, I pretty much have to echo every, everything Chris said about it. Um, it's a really fun film. I, I've loved this movie from the first time I've seen it. And, you know, fast forward 20 years later, but watching it consistently so it's a great movie it's really like i agree with chris the kid adventure films i love that i love that feeling and stuff and it's just a good movie so four meow meows i'll go next i will give this four meow meows uh the reason i'm gonna give it four meow meows is because i think this is uh the first time i've seen this movie 2016 and i'm a little upset because this is i believe is a quintessential 80s movie um, I feel like this is, if you're an 80s film fan, this is one of the ones you need to see. Um, it is an adventure uh, family film, which is a lot of fun, in the same vein as The Goonies, as uh, you mm-hmm. know, in the same vein as uh, Gremlins. Like all, Actually, all Christopher Columbus, Chris Columbus's movie. I hate calling him Christopher Columbus because it sounds like I'm talking about the like Explorer. He's on the, the Nina. He's exploring yeah. the world of family films. Yeah. But, uh, is that, is that 1492. One? But that's, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's the thing, though, too, is like I feel like he was making the family films uh, for kids and adults before anybody else was. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he hit it on all levels. Like invented it. <laughs> yeah. So four for me. Up next, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to make this uh, average pretty easy. I'm going to also give it four meow meows. Um, for a lot of the reasons that Chris said, um, I, I and and what you said, Cody, I think he did kind of in a weird way invent this uh family oriented family film um home alone is not my favorite film to be Mm -hmm. honest with you i'm not a big fan of it but i absolutely love mrs doubtfire and i love this film and i also love uh the harry potter films i think he really ushered that that book into mainstream and he did it really really well yeah 
Like, I remember seeing Harry Potter for the first time and thinking that it was a harken back to what we were talking about, about kids' films having some sort of fear or not fear. I don't want to say that. A but, real life danger. Yeah, real life danger. And Adult I feel like situation. all of his films yeah. actually have that other than uh, Home Alone. Yeah. I feel like there was not really a lot of danger, but this film definitely has it. Yeah. There are guns, there is sex, there is all kinds of things that could make this a great cult film. Yep. So yeah, four meow meows. You know, there, there's something I just remembered. There's something that we didn't touch on and I, and I, I just thought of it right now, but it's an interesting little fact. This was, I think, number f- was it number four or five um, PG thirteen Disney film. This was only the fourth or fifth PG thirteen Disney film ever. Like released. meaning, in terms of the highest, like no, in terms of we, when, when, we, we when, haven't hit R. When Disney decided to start green lighting PG thirteen films versus this was G the films. fourth or yeah, fifth one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, which is pretty cool, which is pretty... And I, I'm surprised that some of the things that got through the uh, MPA, Not MPA, is it? What is it? MPA. Is it MPA? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Motion yeah. Pictures Association. Okay, yeah. Um, the, I mean, him, 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 him going in with a gun and trying to shoot the person that's fucking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that is something that I don't think gets in a PG-13 film nowadays. Oh, what, are you oh, kidding yeah, me? Does. You think? Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I think with a gun and yeah. shots fired. Yeah. yeah, shots fired with yeah. bullets flying. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Have you uh, not? You need to watch some more some modern visit, PG thirteen yeah. films. The horror movie The Visit was PG thirteen, and there's some pretty okay crazy All right. shit in that movie. All right, yeah. All right. never mind then. PG thirteen's the new R. All right, guys. So that's our show for this week. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram at Cult Film underscore Review. You can follow us on Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow Mike at... At Friendly Neighborhood. No, actually, at Mike Salustio on Twitter if you want to follow me. But if you want to read about things that I write about, FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. You can follow Chris at... Instagram, ColtFilm underscore Chris. You can follow Kyle at... Twitter, ColtFilm underscore Kyle. And you can follow me at ColtFilm underscore Cody on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, guys, please, uh, if you could, I know it sucks to hear this every podcast you listen to, but please rate us a five-star review and leave a review. And uh, that really, really helps us out, and we'd appreciate it. Even just two sentences. Yeah. Like these guys. Or one word. Great. Cool. (laughs) Whatever. Nice job. Yeah, nice job. That's Great two job. words. Or like douches. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, douches, five, but, but five, five stars. stars. Yeah. Five star douches. Five star douches. Yeah, I don't give a shit. They, whatever. They, they turn care. the douche level up on <laughs> five <laughs> stars. All right. <laughs> if you could do that for they, us. They put the oosh in douche. We'd really yeah, appreciate- we definitely do. <laughs> I like to think that. That's what I that's how I always say to people. We'd really appreciate that. Um, also, just if you're gonna join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week. <laughs>